Court. My guest this week was on my original wish list, an actress, writer, singer, and vocal talent. She was the co-star of one of my favorite sitcoms, Soap. She also appeared in two of my other favorites, Happy Days and Chico and the Man. She starred in five sitcoms between the years 1977 and 1993 and has voiced over a dozen children's book cartoon shorts. The would-be co-star of the Bellinis, Miss Diana Canova. Do you, do you remember the Bellinis? Of course I remember the Bellinis. That was the first pilot I ever did with Carmine Caridi. Yes, it was actually on the internet um, on shows that you never knew existed. It was a special. <laughs> oh, my God. It was um, a special. You, you know, yeah. Okay, can I tell you a funny story about that? Absolutely. Okay. So, uh, Lenny Montana, who... Played, um, uh, uh, who slept with the fishes, Luca Brasi. Right? right. He okay. was one of the producers of the Bellinis. And um, <laughs> and one day, actually he did this more than once because he just found this hilariously funny. But uh, he would come up to me and he'd say, Hey, Diana, why don't you and me go in the other room and get something straight between us? <laughs> That's like that's like my main memory of doing that show. That and and oh, the wonderful actress who played my my grandma, who was uh, she actually would would wash clothes in the swimming pool. It was you know it was it was kind of a funny idea because it was after The Godfather, and and Carmine played my dad, and uh, it was supposed to be the the Beverly Hillbillies only in the mafia. Right. So that's, and it didn't sell. And I remember just being so disappointed because it was the first pilot for a television series that I had ever done. And I was so hoping it would sell. Yeah, because then I'd get to work with Lenny and hear that line on a daily <laughs> basis, probably. Yeah, it was part of a CBS thing in 1996 called TV Shows You Were Never Meant to See. But you were not in the clip. You were not in the clip. Was, well, fine. Sheesh. Well, probably, maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. It was like, you told me to burn down the house. Not when we were in it. That was the scene they played. Oh, my God. I do. I even remember that. I remember that moment. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, okay. there you go. So the, you, I don't think yeah. anything I did was extremely funny in that pilot anyway. I was just, you know, I was the daughter with the long black hair. And, you know, like Talia Shire. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much, I was, you know, oh, Dad, you know, one of those things. So, yes. All right. So, um, moving on. <laughs> well, I usually ask the person, uh, my guest, who, how they grew up. They grew up with the television in the house, and you and Tom Schiller are the first two people. Well, I know you probably grew up with the TV in your house. So, you were born in West Palm Beach, but your mother was taping her radio show. Still. Well, by the time I came along, she was no longer doing the radio show. Okay. She she had met my dad um, on the Yankee Clipper coming up from Havana, because my dad was, that was where my father was from. And they met and just had this whirlwind relationship. And so... That was like in 1949. So I I, I was born in 53. So 
already done with the um, with the radio show at that point. Oh, because everything I had said went on until 55. Probably reruns then. Yeah, probably. Probably. And you went to Hollywood High School? I did. With, I Robert, did. with Robert Carradine? He was before me, as was John Ritter. Oh, oh yeah, Tex Ritter, yeah. And then, and then Rita Wilson was after me, like way after me. Yeah, it was. Um, you know who was in my my class though was, uh, and we had been going to school together for years was David Jollis, and he at the time he was doing Room Two Twenty Two. Okay. So you used to sneak up at night and try to watch Johnny Carson. Yes, and not try. I would. I would. Just, right. I would just you know crawl into into my mom's bedroom and I would get under her bed and she didn't know I was there and then I get to watch Johnny Carson. And it's funny is you told that to Mike Douglas. I did. Yeah. Who I loved. He was another one of the wonderful people. He was so incredibly good to me, Mike Douglas. Always, always. And you went to Los Angeles City College. I did. I did. I was I had a full voice scholarship because originally I was supposed to be an opera singer, oh, wow. and I got a full voice scholarship to Cal Arts and also to, um, uh, I was going to go to the University of Arizona for, for music, and um, actually Marnie Nixon, gave, she, I had to audition for her, such a weird day, they had, I, we buried my dad, Ooh. it was my birthday, <laughs> And I went to Marty Nixon's house and sang for her to see if she, you know uh, she would admit me into the into the voice program at CalArts. Not an odd day. Yeah. And so so um and she you know she did accept me. But I and then I went to go see a show. I went to go see the Apple Tree at LA City College, and I think I want to say that Mark Hamill was in that one. And I was so blown away by by everything about it, by the direction, by the production values, by you know, at this city college. And and the more I learned about the the place, I just realized, oh my God, I want to do musical theater. I don't want to be an opera singer. Right. I want to I want to do this and and get to be funny and sing and act all at the same time. So uh, so then I went there and was, you know, I went there for <laughs> a two-year college. I ended up staying for like four years because I just kept doing shows. Right. And then I was doing television while I was while I was doing shows at City. And uh, you were in Comedy of Errors? Uh, no. No? Oh, okay. No. But you were in Feast. I was. Yes, Bruce Kimmel's Fine show, Feast, yes. And then I did, um, based on the character that I created, um, Juanita, I did um, the first nudie musical. Yes. The first film I ever made with Cindy Williams. <laughs> and um, Ron Howard, right? Ronnie had that wonderful line at the audition scene. He goes, is this sad? <laughs> that was his moment. <laughs> in that film and I played Juanita Juanita the Cuban comer okay so, yes that was the beginning of my my film career <clears throat> and the I love fruit song that was in Bruce Kimmel's yeah that was in yeah Feast. because the song 
song I sang in in first nudie musical was was called Perversion. Okay. But you weren't going by Diana Canova. Way back in those days, I was yeah, I was Diana Rivero because that was for Rivero, but that was my that was my name. Yeah, I, I was born Diana Canova Rivero, and then I got rid of the Rivero because people, when I started out in the business, <clears throat> um, they would always get it wrong and call me Rivera, and then send me out only for like Hispanic parts. Right. And then I'd get in the room and they'd go, wait a minute, right. because I don't look whatever that's supposed to be. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm I'm Hispanic, I'm half Cuban, but that's, you know. I was more interested in the DD part. The DD part? Yeah. That's my nickname. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So you, you made your TV debut in Ozzy's Girls? In Ozzy's Girls, yes. Do you remember yeah. anything about that? My college pal Kathleen Hitala, um, who's now deceased and was one of the funniest people I ever knew, and she and I both got parts. We both read for this this episode, and we both got cast. And I, I remember reading for Ozzy, and it, you know, it was Ozzy for God's right. sake. So it was like a huge, a, a huge thing. For me, right. and and um, when he gave me the part, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And and I remember David Nelson was working on the show, and Harriet was there, and you know, I grew up with them right. from the time I was a kid. So it was to to actually have that be the first time I was ever on TV was was incredibly thrilling for me, and and um, and appropriate, you know, it was it was right. The right and, way to begin it. Yeah, and then you were on an episode of Happy Days, and I, yeah. I could yes, and I was I decided to during the quarantine watch every episode of Happy Days. Oh my god, that's a lot of Happy Days, babe. Oh yeah, and then I uh, I was able to get Moonlighting also, but um, great job. And uh, I watched the episode because she's there, and there you are, and I'm like, oh my god, look who it is. I know, isn't that wild? That was my role like the Aussies girls was like a little like a three lines and and that was it but but um happy days was the first uh the first guest star role I ever had and it's funny because I I, I mean I'm just working with everybody on that show it was it, again like how lucky I was so lucky and to work with Ronnie and and Henry you know, again, right. wonderful people. Marion, Tom Bodley, mm. oh, just the most wonderful people, and they made you feel so welcome. And and it's such a funny thing because that episode has followed me always, and people go, "Oh my God, you were the Statue of Liberty." You know, it's just <laughs> it's, that's what people remember. And I was, but when I was watching it, I was like, "Wait a second. Ron Howard's not that short. And then I, I, I looked on the, that episode's got like goofs and, and uh, things you might not know. You guys are the same si- same height. Yeah, we're both 5'8". <laughs> so he yeah, slouched I, a little? Uh, no, they had, yes, I did. They, they put him on a step and we had the kissing scene and, the, you know, well, actually, they put me on a step. And then I, 
I had these really incredibly uncomfortable six-inch heels that I had to clomp around in. Um, and then, they, you know, to make me even taller, they, they made me the Statue of Liberty, so I had big points on my head. And for years, I would get uh, requests from the National Tall Club to become a member. <laughs> and I, I never did because, you know, I would have been a fraud. Right. It would have been a, a big, fat lie. What is, how tall do you have to be to be in the National Tall Club for a female? I think you have to be over six feet okay. if you're a girl. So, and I, I was not, obviously. And but then, I stood up yeah. real straight. <laughs> <laughs> My wife's 5'9", so, you know. Yeah, okay, she's taller than I am. She's taller than I am. <laughs> and then you uh, were on Chico and the Man. Twice. And I actually, I did a couple of episodes, and I actually was dating Freddie oh. for a while during that period of time. Um, he was incredibly talented, and that was incredibly tragic. Mm. But I, yeah, that was, and Scatman, Jack Albertson, yeah. again, incredible, wonderful, I, you know, these are Super, super talented people. You know, I, I got to cut my teeth with with amazing, amazing people. And when I got so, the, you know, it was the, the gift that just kept giving because everybody who would guest on soap were these brilliant actors. And I was just, you know, we were all surrounded by brilliance all the time. It was, it was amazing. Now, was that character supposed to be recurring or they only... Had- had her for two episodes. Uh, Pat, Patty, Patty Bertrand, yeah, on Chico. Uh, she, that was just, yeah, the, the first one was just supposed to be that one episode, and then they said, ah, let's bring her back. Okay. So they brought me back. You didn't have, ep- yeah, sorry. No, no, and then that was it. Oh, okay. And then you did an episode of Medical Story. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was the first movie of the week I ever did. And the cast, Bo Bridges, Harold Gould, who you will work with again, and Carl Reiner. Yes. Yeah. And it's funny because when I did, um, I did an episode of The Odd Couple, and again, amazing to work with Tony Randall and Jack Klugman. I was so lucky. And that was, uh, and Penny Marshall was on that episode. Oh, yeah. And I just, I remember being in the, in the, um, makeup room and uh carl reiner was there and it was like, oh my god this is just so cool and i was supposed to play it was such an odd thing because jack was obviously a lot older than i was but i was supposed to to play this this young lady in a bar that jack tries to pick up and i think he realizes that i'm you know incredibly way too young for him but it was the opening of the show practically the teaser and so um you know i'm when when it's airtime and and all my friends and we're all sitting there in the living room and the tv comes on and they had cut me <laughs> out and i wasn't there wow but i did get to work with those guys and that was that was great i remember tony randall took me to lunch and he says so are you a coloratura like your mother? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, me? 
Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did he warn you against smoking? Um, you know that's a good question. No, I think I don't. I don't even remember if we talked about that because I I was never a smoker. Because he was very anti-smoking. Yes, he was. He was. I remember that day. Um, there was a gal there on the show. I think she was a belly dancer, and I remember. I remember he was paying a lot of attention to her. No, I, I don't mean that in the no I know. way. It was just kind of, and then and then Jack Jack was in his room, you know, listening to the to the horse race. Yep, that was was great. It was just they, they were just the, the coolest ever. Just wonderful people. And you did an episode of Starsky and Hutch. I did, and um, again, Paul Michael Glazer, lovely man. Uh, so he invites me, it's lunchtime, and he invites me into his trailer, and, you know, initially you go, oh, no, right. oh, my God, what's going to happen now? I went into the trailer, he made me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, pulled out his guitar, and just started playing songs for me. Huh. Not even in a, in a like, a, a wooey... Ooh, like what do you think? You know, it was just like, okay, let's let's have some music. And how cool was that? It's pretty cool. He was a great guy, and David was, you know, nice. Again, lucky. I lucky. I was doing all of these little episodic things and just having the time of my life, working with wonderful people. And you did the second pilot movie for the Love Boat. Actually, the first. Oh, because it says the Love Boat too, but I guess it was the. There was, an episode, there was an episode where you were two twins and uh, Bernie Capel uh, <laughs> was attracted to. Yep. Was that the one? Uh, no. <laughs> then there was one with you and Jeff Conaway. That was, yeah, that was later. No, the very first love boat ever in the history of the world. Um, we went to Acapulco and Hope Lang, okay. uh, Robert Reed, um, myself, Bert Convy, and Christy McNichol played my little sister. Oh. And that was the pilot. Was it written by Bob Isles, if you remember? I think it was, actually. Because he was the last my last guest. and It uh, might have been. Yeah. It might have been. Because he wrote the first one. Yeah. It was, it was the very first. It was a, a very long shoot, if I recall. It was like an eight-day, because we, we actually went on the cruise. Yes. And, you know, yeah, went down to down to Mexico and back. It's got to be a great job. It's a, oh, are you kidding? It's such, so much fun. It's such a great gig. And then you get the uh, the audition for Soap. How did that yeah. come about? Okay, so I get a call from my agent, Arnold Rifkin, and he says, this is on a, this is on a Friday, like a Friday morning, and he says, I just read the funniest script 
I have ever read in my life, and there's a part for you. Get over to Sunset Gower Studios right now. Okay. So I drove over, and in those days, <clears throat> I was never the kind of uh, actress who would dress for a part. I would. I was a bit of a rebel in that way, and so I I show up at the audition wearing a t-shirt and jeans and no makeup, and I had my long hair then. And I walk in, and I, and I, they hand me the script, so I read the script, and then I go into the room where all the other actresses were, and it, since it was the part of Corinne, and she's a girl that would sleep around, everybody there was dressed like a hooker. Right. But I go in looking like, you know, somebody from Haight-Ashbury, I guess. And I, so I, I go in and I read for Susan and Paul and Tony and Jay Sandrich. And, and they laughed and, um, and they were very nice. And then I left and I went home. And uh, by the time I get home, I get a call from Arnold again, my agent. And he said, you're going to network, get back in the car drive over to uh, Century City right now to ABC. So I did, and I read this time for Freddie Silverman, who was the head of ABC mm. and the gang, and they did exactly what I had done uh, at Sunset Hour, and I was still wearing the same outfit, and, um, and, and I got the role. By the time I got home, I had the part, and, and they've negotiated my deal. And um, Monday I started rehearsal. And it was the scene where both you and your father stayed out all night? And... Yes, and I had to talk about the, the turkeys right. all over the road. Yeah. What do you think about the character? I loved her. She was so easy to play. <clears throat> it really was, you know, she was, she was actually just kind of like me. Only she did stuff that I didn't do. But, you know, it was, it was a, the, 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 um, the genius of Susan's writing uh, and, and the genius of, of the, their casting. You know, I mean, they, they had incredible taste, and, you know, to Paul, and, uh, Paul Witt and Tony Thomas and Susan Harris. And they, they, knew, they knew exactly what they wanted. And I, I just thought... And not not because I was a part of it, um, but I I really did think it it it, it reached such a, a height of perfection. You know, you, you the, the their comic sensibilities, and and then putting the cast together the way they did. Catherine Hellman, Robert Mandan, Richard right. Mulligan, Skipper. I mean, it goes Billy and Ted, and every single person who was on that show. I I I I, I could not have been luckier you know i really couldn't have that was and it, i don't even consider it a break i just consider it an incredible gift that i was a part of it i mean yeah you had guys like um eugene roach and um john oh, john yeah. biner and they and they were on for like six episodes here or there yeah and hal gould you know oh yeah harold gould dinah manoff Singing, you know, I would 
be performing up at Big Bear, you know, in, in the snow. And, and there would be Bob Mandan and his wife and Billy would come, you know, we would all just support each other and, and, and just, we, we didn't just go to work. I mean, we socialized together every Friday night after the show, we would, the, you know, after the tapings, we would go out together and, and it was, it was really, it was really something, you know, we were really all very, very close. Is there a particular storyline that you like? Um, well, first of yours. Oh yeah, right. Um, I I would have to, well the, the beginning with with Sal Biscuso, who I mm. need to you know yeah. reference as well because he's just again one of the most giving, generous human beings on the planet, um, and funny and crazy and wacky and wonderful. And the devil baby uh, that you went well, well, the devil it. baby I, yeah. I mean it's you know it doesn't get better than that let's so that yes the storyline that that i loved was the devil baby hard to top yeah i like bert you know with the aliens oh my god and then one, one day of, yeah. well okay so this was so funny one day when we were shooting uh the aliens and um Um, when when they're in front of the firing squad, mm-hmm. and he Richard and and and, and Jack Gilford, Jack Gilford, oh so God, he was so funny. Yes, Jack Gilford, and, and just the, again, just genius. You know, a genius comic man. You know, and uh, so, but there were all sorts of different things going on that day uh, because they they had to. to they had the, the Mexican firing squad, and then they had the aliens. I can't remember what else, but I just remember over the loudspeaker uh, <laughs> in the afternoon, we would hear, you know, during rehearsal, we would hear, would all aliens please come <laughs> to the stage? And then later, would all Mexicans please come to the stage? <laughs> oh my God, it just doesn't get better than this. Only on soap would that right. happen. Would you? Would you feel about? Did you ever get any of backlash about the show? Oh, um, personally, no. But um, except you know, if if, if I, I personally did not get any hate mail, but it, but we got a really bad rap. <clears throat> I remember Tom Shells wrote just a scathing review before the show was even seen and somebody had gotten uh, a, a copy of, of what we called our Bible and Susan because she was so detailed had written a Bible for everyone so, so you know uh, so we all and you don't get this usually on a show trust me oh my god you know you, you can start a show and you'll say yeah but but uh, uh, where do I come from? How old was I? You know, all right. that stuff that actors like to have when they're trying to build a character. Right. Actor Development 101. Um, she had written a Bible, and so there were, there were storylines so that we saw the evolution of each of our characters uh, to, to and, and, you know, culminating with the pilot. And someone got a hold of it. And there were things in there that were really funny 
really weren't for anybody's eyes but our own. Right. And I remember one of the things, and it was in it was in print. There was a big brouhaha over it, where Sal's character, Father Tim, uh, decided one day that he would um, have instead of communion wafers, he would have Oreo cookies. <laughs> and you know that's hilarious. If you're Catholic, it's not so funny, and right. and it's offensive, and um, so. You know that, and then that made its way into print, and and it was like, oh no, this is terrible. That's what they're going to do, and blah blah blah. You know, and and the fact that Billy's character was gay, that was a big, a, a big deal. And my character, the fact that my mother and I were both having sex with the same person. Well, that's Robert Urich. I mean, and I was Robert Urich, originally played by John Bennett Perry, Matthew Perry's dad. Oh, but he um, and I didn't even know. I I walked on the set, and there is Robert Urich in the bed. <laughs> you know, it was, it was time for my rehearsal, and he has his shirt off. And I'm like, oh, hi, Bob. And then I go over to Jay Sandridge, and I said. Where's John? Because we had shot the pilot already like twice, and now here was the first actual, you know, we they bought the, the show, and so we were going to start the episodes, and but there was there was another Peter in my bed, right? And um, and it was Bob, and so it, it just you know they recast, they just nobody <laughs> nobody thought to tell me, which was fine, but you know, so yeah, so it was Bob Burek, wonderful, talented. Again, you know, and I and John was wonderful too. It just they decided to go another way. And um, when you did a Love Boat episode, Robert Urich and Robert Mandan were also in the episode. Yeah, yeah, it was great. I mean, yeah. it was, we just yeah, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, when I went to college, um, so it started playing on Comedy Central at noon. This, it was like 1995, and everybody. I went to uh, SUNY Albany for a, a couple semesters, and everybody would come home from class to watch soap uh -huh. at noon. And the show was 18 years old. That's so cool. Because they started, they got into it because during the the week that you go before school classes started, yeah. they started watching yeah. it. It was a good show. It it, it was a good it held show. it held up. It held up. It really, really did. It's still funny. It's still funny. I I just um it it was one of the the best ones, you know. And that's and that's a real like I said, that's a, a total credit to, to the writing. It has to start on the page. It has to. Right. And if the words are there, you know, and then you and then you put the right people in there to say those words. And, and and good direction. You've got you've got soap. Exactly. I mean, the yeah. the young kid usually on a show, not that good. But Jimmy Bayo was great. He was terrific. Oh my God, he was wonderful. And then he great guy was with great his kid teacher and easy to work with. You know, I and mean, he was just he was terrific. But do you know what? He's he's from Bensonhurst, and. He just has that Brooklyn, you know, he has a sensibility. 
He's he has still I tried to get him as well. He still lives there in Brooklyn. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> oh, love that guy. Love him. All right. So then Robert Guillaume leaves in the third season. Yes. For for Benson. And uh, do you think that there was a quality dip or no? Roscoe Lee Brown's good, too. I'm sorry? Roscoe Lee Brown was good, too. Roscoe was great. Right. Roscoe was great. It, 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 but, you know, when you start out with a certain group, you know, I mean, Bob left, and then and then I left. I, I'm sure there wasn't a big dip after I left. But, you know, it, it just, um, it wasn't the original Right. And and also I know that Susan, you know, when it started, Susan was writing those scripts with Stu Silver, but pretty much on her own. And then, you know, as the years went by, there were more and more writers. And it was still really funny, and everybody's characters were still the same, and the storylines were still, you know, really funny. But, but I, I, I always believed that, and and and, and Roscoe Lee Brown was a wonderful replacement for Bob. If he was, you know, I can't imagine anybody else being as as wonderful. It was so so smart of them to do that because Bob was uh, incredibly special, and and there was no one like him. So they had to, to find someone who was in his own way as unique, and right. then change the character around a little bit to make more of a departure from. From Bob Guillaume, but I'm, you know, it's I, I I I'm glad that Bob had Benson because it only, in my opinion, it just made the whole franchise just richer because they had Benson. You know, right. they had more of him. And I'm, again, really tasteful writing, tasteful acting, and you know, they cast it beautifully. Um, and but that's but that was their style. That's what with Thomas Harris. Did. They they always had the best in taste in in my opinion. You know I don't think I think they were like four for four. They they just always always did a great job. And they got to actually end soap on that episode of Benson when Catherine Hellman appears to him as a ghost in his dreams. Yes. So because they never had a it was left on a cliffhanger. a lot of other shows because of being on soap so you got to do hollywood squares yeah again uh, just how much fun was that i got to meet every person i ever wanted to meet or work with you know stiller and mira and jonathan winters and oh my god you know the list goes on joan rivers just i, I got to hang out with with all of these incredible people was paul lynn still there when you were there And then you got to do the new Hollywood Squares as well. I did. With John Davidson. That's right. 
and All Star Family Feud. Paul Kreppel said he would he couldn't sleep the night before because he he had another person to worry about, and if if this person's going to go home with the money and the prizes, that's the problem. That's the issue. Yeah, no, and and I was asked to do twenty five thousand dollar pyramid, which Billy Crystal used to do all the time. He, he is the all time champ. And I, yeah, I, I would no, I would have a, a heart attack. I just there's no way. No, I I just. I don't want to have to think that fast and be that responsible. <laughs> not, not my cup of tea. And you went on the Dinah Shore show once with your, with your mother. Yes. I think I did it. Well, I did, I did it once with my mom and, um, and then I did a, my very first TV series actually before soap. I was, I did a variety show with, um, Dinah and her new best friend. And that's where Bruce Kimmel, which was kind of cool because Bruce and I, you know, I had done shows with him at LA City College. And he was on the show and Gary Muldeer, Leland Palmer. Um, and we we had, it was really fun. It was just a summer replacement for the Carol Burnett show. Okay. But, you know, I got to, I got to do my thing. I got to, to sing every week and dance and you know, do sketch comedy and stuff like that. And that was that was a really nice way to start. Yeah, that whole dine episodes is is, uh, is on YouTube. So yeah, you, I know you I get know. you get a lot of positive feedback for your rendition of Wabash Cannonball. I do. Well, that's good to hear. <laughs> and then you were in a couple of uh, TV movies with this ring. Yeah. The yeah. death death of Ocean View Park. Fun is what you, they say, if you uh, have fun, you never work a day in your life. Yeah, that's exactly right. It was definitely not work. Now, you did a really famous episode of uh, Barney Miller called Strip Club. Yeah, And you, you were dating Steve Landisberg at the time? Anybody else's. He was really a very special 
comic talent. And I also, I loved Barney Miller. I just loved the show. Danny Arnold was, you know, again, he was a genius. Mm. This brilliant writing and, and the, the, the cast was incredible. And they always got amazing guest stars, you know, just these people were so great. And um, there's a Barney Miller um, fan club on Facebook. And somebody bought the leather jacket you wore in the episode. Oh, really? Not the actual one. But they were they were showing a picture of you in the jacket. And then they go, I got the same jacket as Diana Canova. <laughs> oh, my God. And everyone, like, it was weird. It's weird because there's, like, a side thing about, like, your that jacket that you wore. That was very like in style seventies jacket. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember the jacket. And yeah, but it's got a life of its own on the internet. Oh my god! They're like, oh look. Things you find out. Who knew, man? <laughs> I do a lot of research. I just try to find things. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the trivia you're coming up with here, pal. <laughs> Great. So uh, you left soap. Yes, I did. And was that was that. ABC's idea was that you wanted yeah. to move. Or was ABC? No, no, they wanted they wanted to spin me off. You know, they wanted to give me my own show, which was, <clears throat> you know, that was awesome. Right. Um, and I I loved. Uh, again, I I I had a, a great cast and um, wonderful writers, and you know, I mean, it lasted one season, and how sad is that? Uh, but I got a season with Marty and Sherry North and Mike Durrell, and I got to work with Danny. And Danny I, I, Thomas. Danny Thomas, and I, you know, he was like, I, I'm like a dad, you know. So, and he really was like my dad, and and that was the experience of a lifetime, you know. And you but sang the theme like, song. And I sang. Yes, I did. I did. Now, was that an actor strike? Some did the actor strike affect that show? Probably, probably, yeah, most likely. I mean, I'm not going to say for sure because I don't know, but I, I, it wouldn't surprise me. And, and you know, I went, <clears throat> I went from there to uh, go into their playing our song on Broadway and to follow stalkers. And um, so, at the time. Uh, during that summer hiatus with Thomas Harris had four shows on the air. Right. And Kreppel, you know, Kreppy was one of right. the living. And, um, so there was three or four shows, right? Uh, Benson, uh, Soap, uh, my show. Right. I'm a big girl now. Yeah, so there were four, four, four of their shows on the air. And Tony Thomopoulos had had taken over from for Freddie Silverman, so he was now the head of the network. And um, I, I just remember uh, during a matinee, you know, I was trying to find. I, I, I didn't know if we'd been picked up or not. So I remember what we were. Ted, and Ted Wass was was playing opposite me on on Broadway, and um, and 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 I kept saying, you know. You know, we're picked up with, you know, and he says, no, I don't know, I don't know. And then after 
after we did the second show that night, and I, I talked to my agent, and I found out that that my show had been canceled, Soap was done, It's a Living was done, and as they ABC had just got, got they they took all of us away, and all the with Thomas Harris, and I was like, oh my god, you know, I and and, and Ted was. He said, I knew this afternoon. I just didn't want to bum you out before the show. Uh-huh. But, I, you know, and I remember when I first started doing the show, I'm doing them playing our song, you know, I was having such a good time. I said, oh, my God, they'll have to drag me back to television. Because doing theater, there's nothing like it. But then I, I was really like, oh, my God. I, I was totally bummed out, obviously. Right. They just canceled my, my first series that was my own, you know. And that's that's a, it's a it's a very tough loss. And then and then to know that soap wasn't coming back, that was just kind of horrible, you know, because I, it just the quality of the show was still wonderful. And but they had fussed with it. I think they made it an hour, and then they put it on later. You know, yeah, they, it was on late night. It's they 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 made it fail. They put it on eleven yeah. thirty sometimes. And yeah, I agree. Put well, two they, episodes back to back. Was success, you know. Yeah, they I I. I and like on, on your show, they all of a sudden you, I think I forgot what you you read a newspaper, but then you were something else halfway through. Yeah, they kept trying to they kept trying to get it right, and and uh, you and unfortunately you do that, and and you're you know the audience can't really get a foothold, and neither could we, and, we, and our ratings were never that bad. That was the thing. I was like, wait a minute, you know, they just weren't that bad. We, we they didn't suck. And and yet, it just yeah. it just didn't work. So that was <clears throat> that was a, a big fat bummer. I mean, the only show that premiered that year and the strike year of eighty was that made it more than a year or two it was too close for comfort, and that was like three years. That's right. So that's right. Yeah, it was just a bad year for because of the I think because the show started in, in December and November. But you won a People's Choice Award. I did. Was favorite new actress in the comedy? That's right. Yeah, that was nice. And where is that? I still have it. (laughs) And where is it? It's in my living room. That's where it should be. (laughs) I think think it is. I can't remember where it is. It's somewhere in this house. (laughs) I'll find it. And you got to go in American Bandstand? I did. Yeah, I mean, you know, come on. To do your song, Who Are You Fooling? That's right. I tried to look it up, but I couldn't find it, uh, it online. But no, you, it's, the, it's a tough one. It was like, you know, I made one single. I had, I had a record deal with 20th, you know. But I, it, it, and it was fine. It was, it was, it, it was at a time where it really wasn't easy to do both. You know, you couldn't really, I, I, you know, yeah, I, I could sing and I was a musician and I wrote my own stuff and I was, I was opening for people and then headlining here and there, but I was also on a television series and it's really, it, it, it becomes, in the music world, it, it can become kind of gimmicky. Right. And, and you you know you're you're either this or you're that you know you're not you're not really accepted as as an artist in the music industry if you're on a sitcom. 
I mean, Jeff Conaway had that problem. Anson Williams yeah. had that problem. Yeah. Kim, Kim Fields put out an album and so did Lisa Welchel. Yeah. No, but it, it's not, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to capitalize on, on your TVQ, but that's, it just, it, it, you're not accepted. And and it's funny because I started out as a musician. Right. You know, and and that's, and and a puppeteer too. Oh. Um, but uh, yeah, so, so that, it just didn't, it didn't come together the way it, and it was it was just because of the time you know it's all in the timing yeah you did a special which i'd love to see but i don't know if, if anybody has it all star salute to mother's day oh wow you yeah. you and your mother right yeah uh bobby gentry who, who fell off the face of the earth right after the show because she went into like a hiding kind of thing She's been, no one's seen her since then. Holy smokes, really. And that was her last public performance. Bob Hope. Don Rickles. Uh, That's got to be a good show. Great guys, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they knew your mother, obviously. Yes. Well, Bob Hope and my mom did the Dickfield Follies of 1936. And Danny Bryce was on the bill as well. Wow. Yeah, pretty cool. So, yeah, you, you did a Perry Como special. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Perry Como Christmas special was, uh, was me and myself and John Wayne and Perry. And I got to sing with Perry Como, which is, you know, I'm sorry, but it's one of the dreamier things I've ever done. It was really neat. I really... He was so wonderful, and and he just to to sing with him was was really just a great experience. And plus, he was super cool. It was just really nice. Yeah, that, and so was John Wayne. John, you know, I, he could scare the the poopy out of everybody, but but he was incredibly nice to me. He was you very know, he was just, sorry. He was very sick at that time. He was incredibly sick. In fact, it was one of the last things that he did. Yeah, did, and he was yeah. he had a doctor there and all you know there was a doctor there with him all the time but he would he was up at 6 a.m every morning whether he was called or not man he was ready to work and your um duet of try to remember yeah is also on the uh on youtube i'm sure you know that and yes. and the comments are like why isn't this woman a superstar Just happened. time, yeah. You know, but it's nice to hear. And um, Peking Encounter, I couldn't find any information about. That, it's funny, because I haven't seen that since I made it. Um, that was right after I finished doing their playing our song, I went to China to film that. And that, it was, uh, yeah, June Lockhart and myself and Mason Adams. Um, Robert Halmy produced it. And it was the first co-production since the um, revolution, um, the cultural revolution, the for, between a co-production between the United States and Red China. And and I'd always wanted to go to China. So I was thrilled because I got to go and, and work there for a whole month. 
and that was a tremendous experience. Oh, wow. You know, just this little Liberty Mutual hour-long movie of the week kind of thing, and but for us, it was it was really life-changing. Mm. And then you came back to TV with a foot in the door. Yeah. Which... Yeah, you know, I just, I would, Well, you know, that, this is an interesting show because um, I said you were in five sitcoms. This is the only one where you weren't divorced. <laughs> I, I, how, yeah, how weird is that? Well, no, I wasn't divorced in, in so. Like, no, he, didn't he leave you? The uh, Salvatore? Like, I never divorced him. Oh, you never divorced. I assumed. Well, yeah. No. Okay. Um, and that looks like it was a, a good show. I mean, I only saw it's only like a 30-minute commercial on YouTube, so I didn't see anything like that. It was. You know, it was. It was, um, again, you know, who knows? Who right. Knows? But Marilyn Mercer, Marion Mercer, I'm sorry, you worked with her for oh, the, got to work with her uh, for the first time. Home Free. Home Free. And, yeah, Matt Perry and, and me and, and Marion were it was that was a fun that was a fun trio that was real and that was one one season as well no i was talking about she was in a foot on the in the door oh you're right she was i worked with her twice that's right, right. i forgot and harold gould was your father-in-law and harold gould yeah now something i did get to watch because it's on um amazon prime is night partners <laughs> wow and yep okay so I liked it, and you were very good in it, and so was uh, if, if, if uh, yeah, yeah. Mi- I don't know how to pronounce that, but um, Mimieux, okay. <laughs> but here's the problem I had with it: it's about a rapist, and there's a scene where uh, she, you guys are going into a coffee house, and she accidentally calls all backup cops as if there's a robbery. So it's like, ha we're we don't know what we're doing. And we're jokey cops, but there's a real like serious crime going on. <laughs> and I was like, I don't, I don't think that works in that. It's See, little... Now and and we were in Bakersfield. That's that's uh, so we were doing. Yeah, we were with that script in Bakersfield, and Patty Reagan. Right, she was Patty Davis Reagan right. was the rapee. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. <laughs> Yeah, Maybe I like a panhandle. <laughs> What'd you say? I'm sorry. No, no, I just yeah, I'm sure there were there were even more issues than than the one you had because you know, but but I again because I just love to work. Oh yeah. You know, it it was it was it was crazy. enjoyable. It was just no, it was totally yeah. No, I know, I know. It was just a little jarring. It was like, ha look at us. We we don't know what we're doing. Oh, let's solve a rape case. Are we? Exactly. I'm with you. Was that was that a pilot or was that just a made for TV movie? A made for TV movie, and then they, you know they were thinking about it as a pilot, but mainly because they wanted to bring back Cagney and Lacey, and they thought, oh, let's bring let's let's have Diana and Yvette, but it was it wasn't Cagney and Lacey. Let's face that. So so you know that's it, it ended there. Right. 
And you did an episode of Hotel. Yes, I did. And Baxter. Yes. Very. Yes, wonderful. And then a movie called No Complaints with Harold Gould. That was a pilot. Okay. With uh, Anne Toomey and Harold Gould. And you were on the like one of the first episodes of Murder She Wrote, and the last episode of Murder She Wrote. That's right. That's right. Angie uh, told me when I when I showed up for the second one I did, she because I did three in total, right? The, you know, the, the one in the middle, um, where because she had said I'm done, and so they said, well, we want to keep the show going, so they. They were going to replace uh, Angie with me, which is kind of laughable when it gets right down to it, because she's kind of irreplaceable. But whatever. Um, and it was it was a, a, you know it was a funny concept and stuff. But then we pilot, and uh, she she decided, yeah, I won't come back. So she did. But sorry. So she told me um, when we were shooting that last episode, she said, you, she said, I wanted you, she said you were here in the beginning and, and I wanted you to come back at the end. I wanted you here at the end. And I was so touched by that. It was very, you know, it's very sweet of her. She's, she's again, there's another one. <laughs> How lucky was I, you know, they just keep on coming. And Crapple says her brother is just as nice. that you referred to Angela Lansbury as Angie. Oh. <laughs> Did that just pop out? Oh, you called I, should, I should call her the goddess. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, yeah. I was thinking, she was only in her late 50s when the show started. Yeah. Yeah. She's Her career has been, you know, spectacular. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so glad that she, she just, you know, keeps going. Keeps going like Old Man River, you know? And you did an episode of Trapper John? Yes, I did. Yes. And we talked about the, epi- yeah. the episode of Synced Elsewhere? Yes. I loved I loved doing those shows because I watched them. That's always good to do a show that you watched. Yeah. You know, and St. Elsewhere was just a real, that was a real treat for me. 
Did you ever, were you ever asked to do a show that you didn't like, so you didn't do it? Um, no. That I just took anything that came down the pike. It's that I was never asked to do something that I, no, no. No, I didn't think, I didn't think that. I was just saying, just wondering if there was something you would say, if, if there was a particular show that you would say no to. You didn't have to give a name. No, you know what? I just, because I'm thinking. I'm thinking really hard. Can you smell the smoke? <laughs> my I can't. Oh my God, that's what my mother used to say. I can smell the wood burning. <laughs> I can smell the wood. But yeah, I know. Oh my God. Um, that's good. No, nothing comes to mind. I'm sure there must be. There's probably loads of them, but nothing really. I know the ones that I wish I had gotten that I didn't. Oh, like what? Um, everybody loves Raymond. Oh, for the Patricia Heaton role. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Patty Heaton was so perfect that when I saw it, I was like, oh, okay. This makes sense. This makes total sense. But right. I did, you know, I, I remember reading for it and going, oh, man, this, I love this. Because the writing was so good, and he was so good. Now, in 1986, you... Um, went to uh, a show in syndication called Throb. Yeah, one of my faves. Now, this is really weird. I I tried to find them on YouTube, and they're all on, available on YouTube. But do you know what the problem is? Well, maybe you know this. Maybe you don't. I wish. I wish they. No, I don't. And I wonder if it's if it's music right. Well, that's that's probably because that's what kept WKRP from being on. Um, Right, but I found them, but they're all in German. Oh, of course they are. It was a big hit in Germany. Holy smoke. You know, well, because Paul Walker, the first season, played my son. Right. And and I remember doing, um, a year ago, I did, I was interviewed for a documentary. I went down to NBC and, you know, and they, it was a whole special on Paul and, uh, and they wanted to know what it was like to work with him. And it was so funny because he was just, he was, he was this kid who would show up, knew his lines, was adorable. We got along great. And there wasn't much more to tell, but they said, you know, Rob is huge in in Germany. Oh, you knew that. <laughs> so I was like, they said anything Paul has done in Europe, you know, is a right. big deal in Europe because he's a huge star in Europe, just like he was here because of the Fast and Furious franchise. But right. you know, um, and I was like, really? Said, oh yeah, no, Rob has his own fan club. And oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I that's tried to. Right? I tried to watch an episode, and it, they were all in German. And oh, man. But people, it's very popular. They're, they're, they're on DVD in Germany. Holy smokes. You would, be, you would be like David Hasselhoff if you went there. <laughs> That's hilarious. 
And then you, we can't yeah. go to Germany right now. Too bad we can't, can't go, go anywhere yeah. right now. Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm a New York City uh, school teacher. This is what I did during the quarantine. Wow. School teacher? What do you teach? I teach economics and government in uh, wow. Richmond Hill. Smart guy. So you did this thing called the Bruce Diet. Which sounds like a great idea. Cellulite eating guinea pig. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing I've ever done. Um, Jeff Barron wrote it. Really cool guy. Really like bizarre little piece of film. Right. But again, I love you know. I, I I read the script, and it was really interesting and really weird. And I thought, yeah, why not? <laughs> Let's do this. It- it looks funny. I didn't. I haven't seen it. Do you have all your all your? Do you have all your work? No. Okay. No, I do not. Do, do you have? An, I do have Throb, uh, in English. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you know, I had I had to put on DVDs from the VHSs. Right. You don't, you don't have soap. I do. Okay. Good. Oh, you wrote two episodes of Throb, I forgot to mention. I did, yes. And you sang the theme song. Yeah, I did. Got my writer's skill card. It was great. And then you did Home Free with Matthew Perry. Yep. And Marion Mercer. Yes. And I watched it because those are on YouTube. Oh, they are? Uh, Seven of them. Okay. So I watched them. They were they were pretty. It was pretty good. If that was on, what channel was that? Was that ABC? I think so. Yeah, I think so. And and it was <clears throat> it was uh, it was great working with Matthew. I mean, we we just oh my god, he could really make me laugh. We we had a great time. It was really really fun. And you know, it was before friends, right? You know, before he exploded. But I I knew. Um, just, you know, this was just a stepping stone for him because once friends came along, you know, I, I just knew Matthew was going to be a huge star, there's no question. I mean, he had five other series before that. Yeah. So everybody knew he was going to be a sitcom star. Yeah. But they just it didn't know what sitcom. It had to be the right one. Right. It had to be the right one. Now, the girl... Well, it was. <laughs> yeah. Now, the girl who played your daughter, Andy McAfee, very big voiceover person. Yes. Oh, so when I, I saw that, I was like, oh, I wonder, you know, because you teach voice and she does voiceover work. I, thought that was I interesting. haven't seen those guys in so long. I mean, they're, you know, it's so funny because I just keep thinking of them as kids, but they're not kids. Just like my own kids are 36 and 28. And, and it's like, you know, and also, I, 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 I did theater at the local middle school with for thirty years with you know with middle school kids because if I didn't do it, nobody would. Right. And I you know directed the shows at the high school for twenty years just because I love working with kids. And I've got this wall downstairs in my studio, and it's filled with pictures of of these kids. And I go, I look at them, and oh my god! I mean, they're all. 
they're all dads and they all have kids now and you know but they're they're frozen in time in their little in their in their formative years with their with their little costumes and makeup and you know on my wall and it's, it's kind of odd but yeah i started teaching at 23 my students i had seniors my students are 18 so that so i'm going to be 43 my first students were 38 It's very weird, and I found out that I had uh, a student's sister, like not uh, who was nine years younger. And it turns out, while he had me, he was dating a girl who became oh, what's her name, the rap uh, rapper. Uh, oh, what's her name? The one oh, I don't know. Fe- big female rapper. Uh, Nicki Minaj. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh my God. Because she's from that area. Oh, right, right. And then I looked it up. I'm like, she's 36. I'm like, oh my oh, God. I know. It's just so weird. <sighs> and uh, what was the other question? And then you uh, did uh, the movie One True Thing. know that you have a uh, Simpsons connection. My friend Maggie Roswell. Oh, I did not. Oh, oh, wow. I did not know that. And that's somebody who I wanted to, because I love that movie. I don't, you've probably seen Midnight Madness. Yeah. Oh, um, I like Maggie. I'm a big fan of Maggie Roswell. Um, no, um, but uh, yeah, obviously that one. Yeah. But uh, the girl lady who wrote an episode of Home Free, Caroline Omini, has been, that was her first job, was writing an episode of Home Free. She's been a executive producer for 22 years on The Simpsons. Oh, wow. That's the kind of gig that you just go, wow. <laughs> That's such a nice... Right. You know, Maggie and I went to college together. I have a picture, I'm looking at a picture of the two of us as we speak. I'm looking at it right now. The two of us getting ready. We were at the airport going. Um, we were on our way. We were 19 years old, and we were on our way to the Orient for three months to do a USO tour. We were the first college, L.A. City College, sent um, a group of kids, and we did uh, a Once Upon a Mattress okay. and a variety show to entertain the troops. And, and there's... And Maggie was, uh, like, yeah, she was my best friend. Oh, that's 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 nice. Yeah. Yes, that's somebody else I bother too. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. She's so cool. Maggie's the best, and she's you know brilliant. And then you did a whole bunch of scholastic um, cartoons.
I, I, I was really, it's, it's really fun. It, it was just a hoot. Yeah, they're all on, all on Amazon Prime as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I, I couldn't get, I'm sorry to say, I couldn't get through them. They were. I was trying to hear your voice, and I'm like, "Wow, she's really good," because your voice is, you know, very famous, distinct. distinct <laughs> and I couldn't hear your voice in any of that. I'm like, "She's really good." Oh, thank you. Like the scrambled states of America, I, yeah. I knew which ones you were because it's on it's on IMDb, and I'm like, "That, that doesn't sound like her." <laughs> and the Miss Nelson series, I really don't sound like myself. Hmm. Like the, the teacher from the Black Lagoon. Which I read to my daughter. Oh, wow. You, and should, you should, you know, play her the... You know. Yeah, she actually want, she wanted to see when I told her. I told her you did that. Because she always goes, who are you talking to today? And uh, she's eight. So I said, uh, uh, this this woman, and I told I said, she's not going to know, obviously, the uh, first no, nudie, the first nudie musical. <laughs> No, right. So I said, "Oh, she did a, um, she did a version of the teacher from the Black Lagoon." She's like, "Oh, I love that book. Can we watch the video?" I'm like, "Not now, but yeah." <laughs> yeah, that was really fun to do. That was a fun one. And are you? Fun. Yeah. And uh, are you uh, still working at Manhattanville College? I am. I'm... Well, I've been teaching voice since I was um, eighteen actually. Oh. Um, a top voice my whole life is something I really enjoy doing and something I, you know, I can continue to be good at. Um, and yeah, so I, I think I'm going into my ninth year there. Is Where is that located? It's in Purchase. It's right around the corner from SUNY Purchase. Okay. Is it's that... a really sweet little, you know, liberal arts college. They call it the, the castle college because it was uh it was major estate and the the people who i think it was steel magnate or something but they they had you know a castle right <laughs> and then they they made it into originally it was a girls college and then they made it co-ed and um it's weird now because i just started the semester and I'm teaching, I only teach like a couple of days a week, um, all day, but I'm teaching virtually. So I was going to say voice. Yeah. Got to be hard when you're actually not hearing the person because it's going you through know, a microphone. I'm zooming. We're zooming. And right. I can, I, what's actually, you know what? It's, I mean, obviously being in person is way better for a voice lesson, but, um, I have to say, because this was our first week back, and and um, I was, it, it went off pretty well. I, I I I have an interface, so I've got my keyboard and my mic and my earphones, and that way. And I told them they've got to get you know right. decent USB mic, and you've got to get your headphones. But it's it, the sound that way is it, it, it's not so horrible there's no distortion okay no you know you just have to hope that the power doesn't go out right and i don't know why i thought you were on the west coast oh no i thought you were because most of the people are that's so funny and yeah i'm in connecticut i'm close to you i think you know when you said the power went out because my sister lives out there in studio city and i knew that they were having like rolling blackouts oh so i assumed <laughs> because of the fires and you know right 
and the heat and la la la. So I thought you were out in LA because you know because this connection with Cy and stuff. So it never occurred to me that you were back here. Oh yeah, where, Long Island, you know, my whole life. The storm was like horrible. Yeah, PSE and G uh, let let it down in Long Island. Well, I live in Long Island. Oh. We, we have Eversource, and they, they uh, 99% of the town I live in right. had no power for a week. Oh, wow. And no internet, no Wi-Fi, no nothing, no cable. And I was supposed to talk to Rich Hall, the comedian. Uh-huh, yep, yep, yep. And I was, like, emailing him, and I was, like, telling him what happened, because he's in Montana, and... um None of the, I found out later, none of the emails ever got to him because even though I, I had cell phone service, I couldn't use the email function. Oh my God. Yeah. It was, wasn't it a pain in the. Oh yeah. It was bad. The Tuesday. Oh, it's horrible. horrible. I, like, I, I mean, was, friends of mine were, were saying, you know, they were, they were posting because I had my iPhone so I could, you know, right. get my emails that way and stuff. But, but I, my friends were like in front of car dealerships sitting on the, on the curb <laughs> trying to get Wi-Fi. It was horrible. Well, I said that um, if I had to, I was going to drive, uh, you know, to interview you. If I had to, I was going to go to Seven Eleven and sit in the parking lot. <laughs> See? There you Be- go. <laughs> because they, they offered coffee and stuff to the power guys, and they got their energy back like the first day. And it worked technologically. I'm cool with that. So, and it was. So, it, I'm at home, and I don't have to drive down to Manhattanville. It's just weird. It's weird not being in the room. And I also, you know, like to I physically have to kind of mold them sometimes. Yeah, you have to move their faces, right? No, because move their faces, but more move their bodies, and and get them aligned and stuff. And I and I have to try and. You know, thank God, I, will, I only have three new students, and the rest of them all know me and know what I expect. So, you know, but still, it's it's it, it's just also not not being in my studio there, right? Know, not not being in school, but I don't have to drive an hour. Now, do they know who you are? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah, they do. That's gotta be it's, weird. It's, friends and nobody's like you know they 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 appreciate the fact of who I am you know they 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 love that and and uh, and the kids that I've worked with through middle school and high school they they always you know would kid me you know they go here we are with tv's Diana Canova you know (laughs) really just you know, we, we all, there's a, it was always a big love fest working with 